Have we started? Okay. No, we okay. can right now, though. Yes, we, we have. sure. <laughs> you never can. know. Like, I was listening to Nerdist, and you always hear the guests t- like 12 minutes in be like, yeah. did we start? Did we start already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't do that. This is, this okay. is life. I have done that, and it yeah. never turns out well. Yeah. All right, so with that, hi, and welcome to After the High with me and Lauren Brian. And Ryan. Hi. John. Hi. Tom. Hey. And then first time guest, Michelle. Howdy. And Mari. Hi. Uh, today, we're here to talk about Doctor Who season nine. But before we do that, uh, and actually, even before we do, where have you been doing? I have been requested to give a special shout out to an uh, indie film, and I'm going to do that really quick. Uh, please support indie filmmaking in the LGBT community by checking out our concept trailer. I'll put up that link. I'm not going to spell that out. Spread the word. Spread the love. They can't do it without you. It's called Rain Bros, and it is starring Josh Levea and Leigh Va, and it's written and directed by Ryan Kaplan and Rachel Wirth, and I watched the trailer the other week. It looks fucking fantastic, so if you do get a chance to go take a look at it, I highly recommend it. Uh, and with that, we can do a short Where Have You Been Doing? I can go first. I'll just keep talking. Uh, I've been watching Fuller House. Oh. <laughs> it is fucking horrible. <laughs> Did you do the all-night binge? I tried. <laughs> I really tried, and then I had to turn it off, but I'm about halfway through it because I'm determined to watch all of it because I never missed an episode when it was on, so why start now? Uh, it, yeah, it is almost unwatchable. That's it for me, though. I'm done. Cool. I got one. Uh, I actually just loaned this to Brian last night. I've been uh, reading comics, as always, and uh, my favorite this week was um, Worst X-Man Ever. <laughs> this is uh, written by Max Bemis, who is the singer of a band called Say Anything. Weird uh, across um, artistry going on here. And it was drawn by Mark- Michael Walsh, who uh, did um, Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra, last, uh, last summer. It's just really oh, funny. Oh, the same guy? Yeah, yeah. The same oh, uh, artist. Like it. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's about uh, the worst X-Man ever. He's a little a little kid, and he finds out from his parents that they have the, the X gene, and they've been hiding it from him. And he, he, he goes to see Hank McCoy, and he finds out what his superpower is, and it's the worst thing ever. I won't spoil <laughs> it because it's really funny, but everybody should check it out. All right. Well, I'll go next. Uh, since I've been playing The Witcher 3, I decided to try out check out the books that they're based off of. So I started with the first one, The Blood of Elves, and I'm like two, two three chapters in. And it's it's very much a translated book because every character is kind of just declaring everything. I'm not so sure I'm into it yet. But they're like, there's a whole scene where they're in a, uh, like under a tree talking to a bard and they're talking like politics of the land in very obvious ways. It would be like, so here's what I think about this so-and-so. And it's like, well, you don't take this into consideration. It's like a very characterized version of pol- political discussion in a fantasy setting that I don't know anything about. <laughs> All right. It's like the, the, the hardest way to get into a book I've ever encountered. <laughs> so it's like the Senate seeds from the Star Wars prequels, but in book form. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it some chance because I want to try new fantasy stories and kind of expand my horizons there. But. I think I'm going to let you take that bullet for a little while. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll go around in the circle. Um, <laughs> the last thing that I played that really stuck with me was uh, Undertale, this little JRPG RP, uh, game that came out by Toby Fox on Steam and PC, um, where you can either play it as a genocidal maniac and kill everything, or you can kill nothing and still beat the game. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Multiple different endings. Uh, I what would was recommend it. Again? Uh, Undertale. Undertale. It's kind of like an Earthbound vibe. All right, uh, I'm going to go completely different. So I hate reality TV, but I love Hell's Kitchen. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been so into Hell's Kitchen this season. Um, I, I 
never watched any of it and I started binge watching it and coming from a restaurant background it's like comfort food he starts yelling at everyone and I'm just like yes oh it's it's like getting yelled at by your parents again it was it was just kind of fun it's it's all ridiculous and you can kind of tell Gordon Ramsay's actually like a nice guy and he actually cares about food which is again sort of comforting but to watch all these people in the kitchen struggling and you know they're putting them in no-win situations and you don't really care who they're wins at the end drunk, right I hope so <laughs> they are actually that happened in the last episode one girl literally got drunk and broke her foot oh. Oh, as no, she stumbled I, down the hallway I know people work mm. on it they're, they're all drunk you have to be yeah. to yeah. make that's that just a constant yeah. you can't give well, away yeah. Hollywood secrets but yeah. I mean that, that goes back to road rules and yeah. like real yeah. world oh, like there was no true. food in the house yeah. but there was plenty of booze get them drunk there's a very good reason that works sleep deprivation and alcohol so yeah I've, I've been into that lately <laughs> alright so where I have been doing, that's how that sentence is structured, right? Sure is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of photo editing, and when I photo edit for hours on end, I just binge watch, like, an entire season of something. And uh, so I've watched several entire seasons of things this week. Um, <laughs> but I think I think the, the best one to talk about now, because it's fresh in my mind, is I started watching, actually, I'm totally caught up on The Magicians on Sci-Fi. Ah, is um, that good? No. no <laughs> I only made it one episode, well, so props to you. Here's the thing. Like, I was watching their Twilight Zone marathon at New Year's, and they were really pushing this show. And so when I saw that it had finally started, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, a check out. And what I feel like, like, it's based on a book series, right? Yes, yeah, I believe so. I th I'm pretty sure it is because there's all kinds of like plot points that sort of get glossed over in the show that pe they're just like, they'll like mention it once. Um, like a major part of the plot is that within the within the world, there is a book of like children's fantasy novels about a world called Fillory. Hmm. They never really address that except at the beginning of one of the episodes, they're like, oh yeah, the Fillory books are my favorite. And then they just move on and like they don't, I feel like there's a lot of information in the books that they were like, well, if you're watching the show, you must have read the book. So you, you know what Fillory is. And there's- I see. There's all these moments that, because uh, I ended up watching, I think it's like six episodes that are on now that have aired so far, and I watched all of them at once. And it started to get to the point where I would like notice the moments where I'm like, ah, there's more about this in the book. Like, is, mark my words. Is it targeted to young adult, or are they trying to like do a wider audience type no, thing? No, it's very like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, well, so, targeted yes. to young adult. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> they drop the F-bomb a lot. So, so, I don't know so targeted yeah. to young adult. Okay, cool. I don't know. I feel like young when I think young adult, I think like young adult novels. So I feel like oh, that's aged down a little. I, I don't know what age the actual books are for, but I don't think it's necessarily like middle schoolers or right anything. not the harry potter crowd no the, for sure the divergent crowd maybe. the like yes. the divergent crowd who's grown up a little bit right um yeah it did get a lot more violent more quickly than i was expecting um the first episode had like a particularly violent scene that really took me by surprise um and i think that their villain is really fascinating it's this uh man creature who doesn't have a head just has like moths it's like oh. it's like moths swarming in one spot where his head would be and he I'm not sure how but he can eat people I think with his non head made of moths it's Sounds like a Doctor Who villain. This is what happens yeah. when you watch TV while you're editing. He can eat people, I think. <laughs> well, well, it's not really, really clear. <laughs> like, I only checked in every yeah. couple minutes. He yeah. like leans forward 
weird. And the moths, there was one part where I was like, oh my God, he ate that guy. But then in the next scene, like the guy was in the hospital alive. So I was oh. like, I'm not clear what he did. So it's to sort him. of like Dementor, Kiss of Death type thing, it's sort probably of. Probably tells it in the book. Bits? Yeah, yeah, I feel like in the book, it's probably really well explained. Or it probably does tell it in the show. Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe via footnotes. Yeah. Maybe. Mm hmm. All right, Yay. we all caught up? Yes. Everyone has been doing everything? Yes. yes. No. All right. we, uh, all only things. five things. We just told you about it, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Are you listening? Wait, yeah. half six. listening. Can you not count? You're right. Ooh, <laughs> shit. I wasn't counting myself. Oh. That's a mean thing to do to yourself. Yeah, you count. Oh, you matter. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to get into this uh, episode about episodes, right? Ha ha ha. So meta. <laughs> I crack myself up watching too much um, Deadpool. <laughs> Uh, so the review for today uh, comes from, I'm not sure if you wanted me to say his last name or not, so I'm not going to. I'll call him Todd P. Uh, he has... That's worse. Is yeah. it? <laughs> uh, Let's call him Todd. T. Whatever. He's no, a writer-director that I know no. from Mr. Places. T. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so this is his review. A little backstory on this. He never watched Doctor Who before, but he watched the entirety of all nine seasons over the past two months. Dang. So he all just, nine seasons. Yeah. It was an uneven season with some definite bright spots, but in several instances, it lacked what I've come to appreciate about the Doctor, the clever twists and last-minute outsmarting to defeat the villain. Maybe this is because so many episodes were two-parters? The Doctor could only only best his enemies in half the time. There were great character moments, and perhaps at the expense of traditional hijinks. All in all, there was more good than bad. The final episode was definitely in the former category, but it felt... uh, but it felt lacking in the fun that the past seasons have displayed. Spot on. Spot yeah. on, yeah. Okay. yeah. We're yeah. done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he just sold our episode. Yeah. Yeah. Done and done. Yeah. So thanks, Todd P. No, no, that's fair. I mean, there there were so many more episodes this this season that were obviously two-parters, which I thought was good because you got a lot more character development because there's a lot of episodes where they try to cram so much in that you just, everyone's one note when someone dies, you're like, what was their name? I don't care. Uh, So that did help. But yeah, you do get to kind of see the slow burn of Dr. Cleverness versus like, the kind of quick-wittedness you see in previous seasons. Yes. Not last season, but before <laughs> that. Right. All right, so really quick, we're going to attempt to do a breakdown of this season. It's going to go horribly. Uh, <laughs> Can it. I take a crack at it? Sure, you have 30 right. seconds to do the entire season. Okay. Okay, hold on, let me pull up a timer real quick. Oh, uh, and just for a... Uh, in case you do it wrong, I'm going to make fun of you. That's okay, true. totally understandable. Cool. I, right. I already know, don't You're know what go. I'm going to say. Go, 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 go. All right, cool. So uh, season nine for Doctor Who sees the second season of Peter Capaldi taking over the 12th Doctor. You see a lot of overarching arcs of uh, loss, of running away, as per usual. Uh, you see a lot more two-parter episodes, a lot more character development, a little bit less slow burn on the trick trick cleverness you also see uh the return of missy you see his consequences with immortals with Maisie williams and uh you see an overarc of the hybrid and wonder who it is and it ends up being the doctor and clara himself damn yes it's almost as if it was like practice shit okay no No, well done i I, there's really i i've got nothing yeah fuck yay Cool. Now you get to make fun of Brian. Okay. <laughs> we should really start making Wait, that a rule. Why, yeah. Yeah, right. I don't understand. Why'd you guys think that was hard? Yeah. Oh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I'm tough. I can handle it. That's how you know it was a good one when he's like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I always just operate under the uh, the rules of you fail the argument when you go, fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's when you've lost. <laughs> 
the, uh, do- the Donald Trump approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a loser. <laughs> we gotta make Doctor Who great again. Uh, <laughs> oh I would, God! I would vote Let's for build him. a wall. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I honestly think the best place to start with this thing is gonna be where I think Moffat kind of wanted the show to begin with it, which is just gonna be talk straight about Clara. Oh, uh, thank goodness. That's- yeah, yeah. She, I think she's easily like she's the entry point. She's kind of if you weren't into this character, this season's a loss for you. Yeah. Um. So I'll let somebody else take it away because I've mentioned everything in our best of season or episode. Oh, I I loved this season and Clara. I I really loved watching Clara grow as a character. I really loved Jenna Louise Coleman when she started out, but I didn't love the way her character was written at first. And I have really enjoyed watching her and Capaldi together. Partially because, with the exception of Donna Noble, this is the first time in the reboot that we've had a doctor and a companion that didn't have kind of a love story. Um, And they do have sort of a platonic love story that I think is really beautiful. And it's really uh, focuses on their friendship. And this season in particular, um, well, with Clara and Capaldi's first season, we kind of watched her character change uh, along with the relationship. And we, I felt like, then uh, season eight, she was really well written and we got to see her character really get meaty. This season was really fun for me watching her get so reckless. Like, I feel like where her character ended up made so much sense because with the loss of Danny Pink, you know, she she really went off the deep end. And I get the kind of like almost something like a little hysterical where she was like the scene where she's hanging upside down out of the TARDIS, just like cackling. And he's saying, you know, to someone inside, like, oh, yeah, this is getting to be a problem. <laughs> um, I, I loved that. I loved watching her just and and then, you know, when she takes on the tattoo from Riggsy uh, towards the end of the season, that is so like one of those things that I always worry about when I watch Doctor Who, when when a character has like a plan and I'm like, oh, but there could be one little thing you don't know about and this could all go wrong. And it finally happened. Um, and it, it, to me, it felt like a real consequence um, and, and like a natural end point for all of the kind of positions she's been putting herself in. Well, the thing that I like about that one in particular is because I think that's kind of when she hit her, her peak of, it sounds like the wrong word, but cockiness is what I want to go with, where mm-hmm. she almost had been like lured into this like false sense of like, I am going to be safe oh, yeah. 100% of the time. So she's like, well, yeah, I heard this one thing, which sounds like a loophole to me. I'll make it work perfectly. And it's like no, yeah. oh right. sweetheart, no, don't don't do that. It's her playing the doctor, but not being the doctor. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Well, that's what well, I felt like was a big thing last season was he was so kind of lost and yeah. refinding himself that she got to be the doctor a lot of times, which I didn't think right. worked well. Like that's honestly that was my least favorite episodes was the ones where she sort of took over for that. So I really loved this season where. Uh, you know, the 12th Doctor kind of remembered who he was. He got to be the Doctor again and kind of gave her permission to be more reckless and be like this crazy companion again. And she kind of, yeah, she made the mistake of going like, I kind of, I know everything now. And no, no, you don't. But what she knew is that the Doctor could fix everything. So I think she said many times this season, well, you could fix this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even when he says, no, I can't, she goes, well, too fucking bad. Yeah. 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 Fix it. I know you can. (laughs) Right. Get over yourself. Nine times out of nine and a half times out of ten, really. Like yeah. eleven and Which, a half times out of twelve, whatever yeah. no more. Uh he would. So yeah. I, I 
kind of can't really falter for that one. Yeah, and he even relies on it himself when he's in um, when he's in the um, uh, the confession, the confession seal. Mm -hmm. He relies on on like that bit of her that's still in his brain. Yeah, Uh, this season did a great job of showing that she makes the doctor better, which is what the doctor and the companion are supposed to be. Yeah. And it's uh, again to what Mari said earlier. I think it's the first time it's happened. No, no offense to Amy Pond, who I thought was great, but it's the first time it's happened since Donna Noble, yeah. who I thought mm-hmm. kind of did the same thing. And I think it's kind of funny they kind of have a similar end. Like it's different, but yeah, more just generous yeah, with life. the memory wipe yeah. kind of being for their own good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, and, I, and for the record, Donna Noble is my favorite companion. Mine so. too. I agree with you. Everyone yeah. gets mad at me when I like. I that. love Donna. Yeah. I, I came I know around John to her. There was a. Mm, I still like the, I still like the actress. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody yeah, else? Literally, she, she does bother me. Yeah, yeah. But there was a there was a tweet that I saw, and I wish I had written down who said it so I could properly credit them. But it was something along the lines of. Um, Donna Noble's my favorite companion because she didn't want to bang the nasty space nerd and she didn't truck no bullshit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she didn't. Yeah. There we go. I never realized how many uh, comparisons there actually are to Donald Donna Noble. The way at the end she was. They were the Dr. Donna, and this was the hybrid Clara mm-hmm. Doctor yeah. and the, the mind wipe. I do love the twist. We could talk about that later. But. Uh, well, no, you brought it up organically. Yeah. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. The the twist on the mind wipe. Uh, we, we all thought it was going to be Clara that was mind wiped and ended up being the Doctor. And I love the way they played it out. Even the audience didn't know who yeah. was going to get it. For uh, some reason, when it was happening, I thought I thought he'd done it in a way they were both going to get it. That's what I thought, yeah, too. Maybe. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to a way that they just weren't going to know each other at all. Yeah, I, I completely thought yeah. that, that they both didn't recognize each other in the diner. Yeah, and the thing is a little bit more bittersweet this way, where mm-hmm. one does yeah, remember, I and I, I think it, it kind of makes it a little bit more heartbreaking. Um, it does still... It is my biggest problem with Moffat, where there's consequences, but it always feels like he just he always cuts it just a little bit short, where like it actually feels like a good story consequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think this is the best he's done, which is saying something, because it's usually like, oh, a character dies, but not quite, and he did the exact same thing here again. Well, look, so, it felt like he let people do stuff with the story, and he kind of yeah, he stepped back a bit. There was a which lot is le- good. There was a lot less Moffat, and when Moffat was on there, I was guessing every plot point minute 20 minutes before it was happening and figuring it out like i figured i, fi- I know his stuff well like, i mean in the the season proper he only got well, i'm looking at it right now one two three four solo writing credits yeah so out of 12 episodes mm-hmm. he wrote four of them and it's the first two and the last two so that's i mean the rest of them i mean he has one where he was a co-writer which i'm guessing was just it was the girl who died so it's just to get the that character in there i'm guessing but and to I'm, punch it up there was some there, like it, it felt clever because of him and like like a subdued way it was I did uh, yeah. kind of feel like uh, you know his influence in the first two episodes while I'm watching Missy. I'm like Moriarty. What? Yeah. I, mm. yeah. Oh, this is female Moriarty. Okay, yeah. got it. Which is why I feel like there's a lot of uh, reaction of you either love Missy or hate her. I see. Because a yeah. lot of people feel the same way about Moriarty from Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I would have liked her if someone else had written her. Someone else. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, she no, was no just totally different. No, yeah. like I liked her as a different character. No, <laughs> she's just written by a dude who clearly wants to write a woman character and doesn't really... See, I don't have a problem with that because yeah. it's uh, a woman who has been a man for centuries. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like, so it kind of makes sense that like the idea of a man writing a woman's character when she has not been a woman 99% of her life kind of makes sense. I think I, it kind of yeah, works. Does. It's kind of a cool idea to look at it that way. And just speaking as a girl, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of... It's still kind of fun, aspirational writing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, everyone, you know, everyone's clever. Yeah. But it was fun. Just to be, you know, I mean, she's a girl. She's going to enjoy flirting. She's going to... I liked the fact that they kind of embraced the fact that she can be a female flirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think she brings in um, 
a lot of the fun that has sort of drained. I don't want to say that like the last couple of seasons haven't been fun per se, but there's sort of but there's like nothing a, wrong with that. I mean, this but, is a serious season and it wasn't yeah, fun. But but, was, but there is like a fun energy to Doctor Who, especially during the Matt Smith years that I right. think has not been around so much. And she kind of brought back a little bit of that, which I think that it needed. And while we, you're right, this wasn't necessarily a fun season, um, overall as like an overarching theme i actually would have liked to see a little bit more of her because i i found her presence to be kind of a pick-me-up of missy you're saying yeah yeah i, I was kind of like uh, the, i burned through the first season so fast the first time i watched it. i've watched it three times now i burned it through it the first time so fast i forgot she was in, in the beginning of it right when i went back i'm like oh fuck i forgot she's <laughs> so that's another thing is that there's so little of her like having well, no ent- entry point to the character i didn't watch the last season yeah, that's so where like, you would have met her. And yeah. Then, so. yeah, and I was kind of surprised she was only in the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was going to come back. It was so Missy heavy, and then I was like, oh, and that's it. Okay, cool, yeah. and now we're gone to Maisie Williams. All right, right. Yeah. whatever. But she was great. Oh, yeah. She was great. I think that'd be a good place to bring her up, because yeah. yeah. I think she's kind of, uh, in my opinion, she's what makes me love this season much as I do. Because, I mean, yeah. when yeah. I think of like the, the reboot, like the second reboot, I guess, with mm-hmm. Matt Smith, I always thought season five was the best. If it wasn't for Missy, and or not Missy, and uh, me, I guess, in this season... I probably would still think season five, but because of that character in this one, I think season nine's better. Hmm. Like I, I love Maisie Williams in this show. Yeah. I think yeah, she's phenomenal. She's really good. I, I, I will admit, you know, the first time she appeared on screen, I'm like, oh God, she's just in Game of Thrones again. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a bait and switch though. Yeah, it was. I, I really love them adding another immortal to the mix and she's so different and interesting. Yeah. Well, here's, I, well, hoping, here's hoping that they'll bring her back. Like they've, had the hook there that she's out there somewhere. Yeah. Right. But like they've had a lot of those people who are just out there somewhere and they never come back. And say like, the doctor's daughter still the somewhere da- too. I, have, I kept thinking, I keep thinking about her. And that's, yeah. that's, Where is Jenny? That ultimately boils down to like with all those hooks that are out there somewhere, we kind of reused a lot of the same plots of the season. And we can, get, we can get to that yeah. later, but like... Well, with Maisie Williams especially, I honestly, I, I kind of kept thinking about Jack. Yeah. yeah. Just kinda mm, so yeah. to be honest, like I, I liked Maisie Williams. I liked the character of me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as crazy about it as I thought I was going to be because yeah. I mean like when I think like someone who has been around literally billions of years and has lived that many lives I just expect them to have a little bit more and I don't really fault Maisie Williams for that because I know how great she is with Arya but I I do kind of feel like maybe she doesn't have the experience to pull it off the, the role way kind of that aged Jack Harkness her, I think. is right. a little bit yeah. I, I mean I, I loved it I'm excited to you know for the character itself I thought it was a great move mm-hmm. but I wasn't as crazy about it as I thought I was going to be. And there were times where she was trying to kind of Alex Kingston with yeah, Doctor. And a it was little like, bit. It, got, it got to creep factor a little bit for me. I was like, you're kind of... I had to keep reminding myself she was 18. And, yeah. and technically yeah. that's okay. Yeah, technically I, it's okay. In, yeah. I, in thinking of the world of the show, it doesn't bother me because she's not 18. She's yeah. super fucking right. old. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so is he. In the world so, of the show, but there's always that like in the back of your mind of like, the actor playing seems so young. Yeah, but I mean, it's just a show. I mean, yeah. wh- whatever. I mean, you don't actually see. But I mean, that's, that's I mean, that'd be kind of which is fine. Thing. I yeah. mean, you, and yeah. you and if the actors can pull it off, that's fine. I mean, um, I just remember like Interview with the Vampire, um, the Kristen Dunst character. Mm-hmm. That's a character who I guess I feel like if someone was that old and had been left alone for that long and had like all the loss, I mean, I just feel like they could have done something with her actually being cruel. And actually, like, going that way at one point, the way that I kind of felt like, you know, the vampires did back in that day. Like, oh, that's, that. Yeah. that was yeah, their that's way of doing it. Especially since she was kind of, I mean, yeah, technically she's 18, but it's still kind of a kid's body. I didn't, I don't see her as an adult. I see her as kind of like a teenage body. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she was still the daughter in the village. She never ages past that. 
So I feel that, like may, that, may, that may have been different had had we not been watching Game of Thrones all this time. But it would have been. Yeah, for sure. yeah. 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 I mean, but well, she's she still, was still so young in our minds that like Macaulay like a, Culkin is still eleven to me. I totally. Think. Yeah. <laughs> she was a daughter in that Viking village. Yeah, like she yeah. wasn't a fully grown woman of society. Yeah. So there was there was part of that setup. Yeah, but, it is know. a little strange when um when they're going through her diaries and there there's the discussion about like her kids. Her kids. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. I, yeah. I I kind of ignored it. If you had an older actress, I feel like the thing with the kids, that would have made way more sense and it would have been much more painful and it actually would have been an emotional moment. But if you're going to go with a younger actress, play up the fact that she's young, that she's younger and she's locked in this younger body. Like mm-hmm. you can do a lot of stuff with that. But this is not the well, this is gonna sound weird. This is not the me show. So this <laughs> right. is the this is the Doctor Who show. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. You know, gloss over it. Use her while you can. Fine. Well, she was kind of supposed to be almost like the opposite of Doctor Who. Like the Doctor always has an has a companion or always seeks to get one eventually. I mean, sometimes he right. has negative opinions, but I mean, me or Macy Williams, she the entire show, the entire universe, she just she never had anyone, and she chose to do that because yeah. she had that extra like serum thing. Yeah, so, I think she, she never to do she it. She was a really great stark contrast to Jack. Yeah, to Captain Jack. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and every time, although every time they said a Shieldor, I was ex- expected Sauron to show up. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, so why did you choose that name? Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of trouble with it because I actually didn't realize until I saw it written down for a while. Yeah. I thought that she was a Shielder. Shielder. I did. Too. I thought the same yeah. thing. Yep. She is a Shielder, and that yeah, that is a really strange name. What's a yeah. Shielder? Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, well, oh, she was a Viking. A Viking shield. Oh okay. sure. Oh British humor. She right. was a Shielder. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. An and then yeah. I saw it written down. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Well, there's the doctor, the, the surgeon, the shielder. The shielder, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this totally the, the fits. The master. Yeah. This, the yeah. master, yeah. This, this absolutely Everyone's got fits. the titles. Everyone, everyone yep. has a freaking title. Even, well, what did she say? That I gave myself the mayor so I could live up to it? I was like, she, even they recognize yeah. everyone gives themselves stupid titles. I, I also think that while I understand her character's motivation of choosing the name me, that also got very confusing. Yeah, um, that got annoying. Like but even the, saying "Mayor Me" like, was like, wait, what? Maybe like, myself would have been better. Well, the very end, like when, a different when, word. When the, she that was knocking on the door and he's like, "Who is that?" Well, me. I'm like, oh, I get to see more doctors. Oh, it's just her. No, like, yeah. I, I, that was actually the one me. time I thought it really worked. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I was, I was, I, I was disappointed. There was, there was two lines in the entire it's show. Just me. Yeah, where yeah. It's, <laughs> it was the very last one, and then who is the 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 hybrid? It's me. And those two lines were the only reason why they named her me. Yeah, right. yeah. was the only so time it really Oh, wait, which one is it talking about? And then it's yeah. like, oh, well, the rest of this time it's going to be annoying. Oh, but you it'll British. pay off. Oh, you British people on your humor. But I like, too, at the, at the the end with the who's outside, it's me. That was a great callback, too, to when they went to the end of the universe with Orson Pink. I liked that. Did, oh, yeah yeah? yeah, yeah. Like, when that then that episode I thought was, I mean, it was last season, so we don't have to get too deep, but like <laughs> that one really scared me at the time. And I really liked going back and being like, ah, it's just Maisie Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's not a monster or a ghost. <laughs> I mean, speaking more to the future of Doctor Who, I'm interested to see if they'll even bring back Maisie Williams. No, I don't think no, they I don't will. Think so either. I they they won't be able to afford her the next time. Right. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I, I mean, doubt it because she's off gallivanting with Clara. I don't think it's going to be like a regular fixture in the show. But I mean, I like that they both set that they set up both her and Clara to like pop in occasionally. Yeah. They'll be on a, maybe a Christmas episode. Yeah. Or, Can we have like yeah. a supplemental one where movie, they meet next up crossover with movie. the Doctor's daughter? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can that happen? Yes. Torchwood too. They form oh a band. It's a trio. Oh my god! It's Josie and the Pussycats all over again. I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of that. 
Oh, the- speaking of callbacks, um, also one of my favorite, I think one of the moments this season where I actually made like a like a gasp or like screamed a little was the moment where Peter Capaldi, where the doctor realizes where he got his face and they show yeah. David Tennant reaching yeah. out of the TARDIS. Like, oh, <laughs> good. I thought it was I nice. Needed that. They did give service to that because it, yeah. it is a really obvious one. And it's yeah. just like, oh, so, oh, you made it work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. I, I really like they made it work. I don't think they needed to. No. I don't think they needed no. to, but I kind of liked it. Well, yeah. Like, like they, Martha history- Jones was in the show before yeah. she was Martha yeah. Jones. That's the I mean, thing is yeah. the history. They've, so was they've always, they've and, always done that. Yeah. Capaldi was also in the uh, Miracle Day for Torchwood. Not yeah. Miracle Day. Not, um, he was um, Children, Children of Earth. Well, yeah. and also oh, really? and yeah. Amy yeah. Pond was in the Pompeii episode. Yeah. But also yeah. Gwen, um, Gwen, who's the lead on Torchwood, was in an early episode of Doctor Who. And they reference it. Yeah. They bring it up as like, Oh, it was like your great 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 grandmother. Yep. Yeah. Like they do reference. Do so they've been doing that. Relatives too. in Cardiff or something. It's just like yeah. And it goes, oh, okay. Yeah. So they've been doing that. So they didn't. They, it's almost like they kind of hedge their bet there. With it's that. really yeah. just like, can we make it work? Yeah. All right. Let's throw it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I did like it because it really was in keeping with you know a moment of re- a clarity that he needed to have of like this is why I chose it. It's because I want to remember to save people. And I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah. It's like a it. good doctor monologue moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was. It, I want to mention something that uh, Mari just kind of brought up that I think was really important about this season was that this is the first time I think that Moffat's really understood the larger universe that he's making or largest universe that he's a part of hmm. because by bringing in like David Tennant and they mentioned Jack and they mentioned Amy and Pond Amy Pond it's really nice to finally see him do something where it's like oh this isn't just my show it's the Doctor Who show yeah. and this yeah. is the first like this is the only season where he's actually I felt like appreciated that Beyond throwing in the Zygons in the 50s. Yeah, or beyond throwing in like, oh, Rose, and I'm going to mope over her for three episodes. And just otherwise, you know, yeah, they don't do that. I mean, they do callbacks, but this was the first season I thought I saw a lot of overt ones and a lot of like actual remembering. And it felt more like organic. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, oh shit, if I don't do this, the fans will stop watching. Yeah. 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 And if they could keep it organic, I would like to see a little bit more. I would like to see the Doctor having memories of times when he had other faces, if it makes sense to the moment in the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be really nice. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we miss, but... No, but I mean like that cutaway to David Tennant. (laughs) That was fantastic. So so much joy. (laughs) I mean, he did the Day of the Doctor, right? Capaldi? Capaldi? No, Uh, no, uh, Moffat. Oh. Yeah, he did. Yes, because that was a right? great callback to all the doctors. But, I thought oh, it was, well, but I mean, it's I mean, I mean it was a, a, a one shot of force. That thing, entire you know? episode yeah. was one big callback, yeah, and just kind so of molding, fun. which was cool. Yeah, well, it was a good episode. Yeah. All right, so John, you want to talk about the 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 monologues, which was something that no other doctors really had. We just call them the Doctor moments in general. Doctor moments, yeah, and they were they were they were what kept me in the show. Yeah, because I was like. I'm getting kind of bored with this plot. Oh, he's talking. I like how he's talking. Yeah. I really like, didn't I, pay attention last season because they were lacking that. And a lot of them were for something. And I wish they would have done more of these moments where there was that episode where he talks. He's playing guitar talking to us. Yeah. Oh, where he breaks the fourth like wall. I don't like him breaking wall? And he was talking about Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> and he was talking about Beethoven. And I actually liked that because it was something I didn't predict, hadn't seen before. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it, it was something different. Something that the doctor could do that was different that really kind of enhanced his monologues for later. I don't know. I like that it was different. Where he was talking about the bootstrap paradox. The bootstrap paradox. Mm-hmm. And like the doctor, this doctor is kind of a con- condescending fellow. And I like that he did that to the audience too. So I was like, okay, this is like, in, 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 he did it once. So that was good. Twice or three times might have been too much. But he had these moments where he just kept talking and it was all interesting what he was saying. I really liked it. Well, for... For my buck, I mean, I guess not for my buck, but it's the thing that I liked about it is that this was 
is say what you will about season eight. I know a lot of people really hate it. I thought it was fine in the beginning. I thought it got much better as it went on. Uh, season nine kind of picked up where that ended, and then it got better from there. Um, but they didn't really have that m- doctor thing. Like mm-hmm. Tennant always kind of had his gadgets and that sort of stuff, and he was a little bit more whimsical. And Smith was always kind of like quick-witted and then he'd always kind of think some crazy at the end and it'd always work out and this doctor didn't really have anything in season eight at least not that i noticed it, it got better like i said as it went on but now with these monologue things and like his kind of like his speeches it's kind of like oh he's kind of getting his own voice mm-hmm. and i thought that's what really made the season work as well as it did is that capaldi finally felt planted as his own doctor thank god yeah. it wasn't sonic uh sunglasses yeah so anybody out there actually liked the sonic sunglasses no, I, people, I feel like there were some people who didn't really bother Honestly, but i was I, I cheered when that one uh, yeah. viking smashed him i was like i did yeah, too finally so great. the worst thing in this well uh, not the worst thing but well, you now know they're, and yeah. now they're back and they introduced yeah. the sunglasses so early on in the season when i was still kind of just not not digging it that yeah. it was like you should have saved that yeah, I was, for never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was okay with it for one episode, and then they just kept coming back. Mari, you talked about having like a gasp moment or like you know like that kind of moment. Yeah, I had that in the very last episode when he got his freaking screwdriver back. Yeah, I was like, oh yes, that sound. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, and with the screwdriver, he was using both. Kind of, it seemed like uh, in the Christmas special, the final yeah, he, one, yeah, he, 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 was, both, yeah. he was using both. So I was like, okay, I get it. It's like the Apple Watch, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's. And that's where I think maybe their the the sunglasses really lot like their their use lies. It's the it's it's not your main item mm-hmm. that you use. But like I would have been okay if he had kept the sonic screwdriver but had maybe not sonic glasses but still some kind of like glasses hooked up to the screwdriver where he could scan right. things but not <laughs> they don't take over. I did like the feeling when he received that screwdriver like as if this and as a metaphor for the season, he finally earned his place as a doctor. He kind of yeah. Yeah. developed his character. Oh, you get the screwdriver now. You've you yeah. finally figured it out. You figured you got out it. the TARDIS like granted him yeah. the screwdriver back. One thing that I, I do really like about Doctor Who, um, and they've done this, but even before Moffat, is they make him they make Doctor Who feel like a bigger character than the window that we're looking through. They really imply like they implied that what two thousand years went by between um, David Tennant and now Peter Capaldi. At least. At, at least. And then well, Peter Capaldi now has lived, what, four billion years? Yeah. Four and a half billion. Yeah, 24 <laughs> years spent with the river. I love the idea that he's this huge character. Like, he's done leveling up. He's going on his adventures, and we only see the really good ones. Well, and well, somebody brought up a good point, and by somebody, I mean the interwebs. Yeah. Um, as far as how old he is, technically he's not that much older of the four and a half billion years because he was kind of recreating himself he was, yeah, again. Yeah, he was like true. a clone of himself. He didn't actually age, but yeah, because I thought about that because I was weird. like, how did Matt Smith age so much in Christmas town in like 300 years or whatever? And uh, he's been four and a half billion. Oh, uh-huh. right. It's actually like kind of a yep. clone. It's like you're redoing your it's Groundhog DNA. Day. Okay, cool. Makes a lot it's of gr- sense. Yes. Thank you. It's Groundhog Day. But it also goes back to the, the monologue he had at one point this season about like, if you have a broom and you replace the handle and then you're sweeping and then you replace the broom head. Is it still the same broom? That whole right. monologue mm. as well. Uh, a lot of monologues. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like them. That's why we like them. Yeah. I will say one thing that kind of bothered me is that, and I hope they fix it going forward, but there's a lot of familiar plots, the basic episode premises that yes. we've come yeah. across. And I noticed that, that too. kind of is what kind of made me latch onto things like the monologue because I was predicting everything in this season. Nothing surprised me. Just because we've had these episodes, like there was at least two Waters of Mars styled episodes mm-hmm. where they were there's a crisis in an crisis. isolated place. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, and it got you can't leave. And it's like okay, these are gonna die. They're gonna die. 
they're gonna die. He's gonna do something selfish for her. You know, yeah. The companion, the companion's gonna die. The companion was always gonna die in this this season. Like, yeah. like, well, and, I mean, and so was the doctor. Like, they were all so many seasons in a row. But like, yeah, it's I mean, getting old. Like, it, that's, that's it got old for me during really... Amy Pond. Like, oh, yeah. as much as I loved uh, the girl who waited in that whole line of episodes, I'm like, God damn it! Can we stop putting Amy or Rory or the Doctor Who? Uh, into death and then somehow bringing them back from it. Like, th- can you come up with another uh, a terrible thing? Scenario. That well, it's because hard Clara's to death has to really mean yeah, something. You yeah, you lose all didn't. the emotional like resonance with it yeah. when you keep doing it. Right. You're yeah. just like it's Boy Who Cried Wolf, and you're just kind of like, okay, well, now that it's finally happening, I don't care anymore. Yeah, well, you I didn't even Batman know. Died. Oh, he'll be back in three months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, okay, so the, the problem is, and I'm not sure if it's a problem, but I mean, it, it is, it's inherently Stephen Moffat. I mean, he mm-hmm. is the showrunner. These are the stories he likes to tell. Sure. And it's just, I mean, I don't mean to speak ill of him as much as I don't have to, but I mean, it's, he's got a limited scope of what he wants to do. And he's been doing it enough at this point. Whereas like, you go back to Davies and Davies, I felt like let his writers do more. Like he's like, yeah. well, just, you know, here's your episode. Go for it. Give yeah. me a weird idea. Let's see what we can do with it. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of that, how we got like the Stephen Moffat I was episodes. Say, with, like, the weird eight, thing is that's yeah. how Stephen Moffat got attached to the show because yeah. episodes like Blink. Yeah, where it's just like just write something, just go fucking crazy with it. Like, all girl right, in how, the fireplace. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. here. Yeah. How about an episode of the Doctor Who with no fucking Doctor in it? And we're just gonna put a girl versus statues, and it's like all right, go for it, and we get a really great episode yep. out of yeah. it. And that's how we got Moffat. And I mean, he's not bad. No. He's definitely not bad. He's a very good writer. It's just we get what you're doing, man. It's time to move on. And I, as much as I'm excited that he's doing another one because I like everything he's done, it's kind of like, all right, well, I know I can already picture what the 10. trailer for the next, the next yeah. season is going to be. It's going to be some dark corridor. Well, they're all going to be dark corridors. Yeah. There's going to be some weird, creepy creature in a Victorian <laughs> setting. There's going to be a Victorian dress somewhere in there. There's going to be like a With weird... With an alien in it. Right. Yeah. alien in it. And it's just, yeah. We're going to have the Master come back. We're going to fight the Daleks. We're yeah. going to fight the Zygons. We're going we're gonna to reference... Cybermen. Yeah. Cybermen, yeah. yeah. You know what we saw this season that I, I don't think we've seen, definitely not in Stephen Moffat's run. And I wouldn't have even made a note of it except that my boyfriend called me and was like, I laughed out loud at this moment and you're not going to laugh, but... <laughs> um, so so in uh, during the Zygon inversion, mm-hmm. invasion, um, when we find out that Kate Lethbridge-Stewart you know, survived her attack and she's not a Zygon, and he says, you know, how, how did you get away? Cause she just pulled out a gun and shot it. <laughs> and, and like when it was pointed out to me, I was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I like that Doctor Who. I mean, shooting things is an easy out as a plot device generally. So I like that as a whole. The show shies away from it, mm-hmm. but it is nice in those moments to be like, oh yeah, this is a world where we don't need we don't need laser guns. We don't need like magic tasers. We just have guns and we can kill <laughs> monsters with them. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was very much the Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite scenes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the story is the great, great part of that too. Yeah. But yeah, that's that is actually a really good point. I like that a lot. I'm curious to see if they pull in a companion who they keep um, through the next Doctor transition, or I if there's going to be a one season I think, companion. I think they will, but I'd almost prefer a, a one season companion. I would too. Yeah. I, I mean, I think part of the reason why Clara or Clara was so rough was because of the transition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi is a huge transition. That's a different show. Nice I, I can't imagine they're going to get. It's going too. from like yeah. a yeah. Tigger to a, a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not so, I like the not Tigger comparison. Yeah. 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 A rock god Shakespearean actor. Yeah, yeah. though. Yeah. You I, know when um, when uh, before 
Capaldi's first episode, it had sort of leaked somewhere that Matt Smith was going to like call her on the phone to say goodbye, right. which I thought like I heard that and I was like rolled my eyes so hard and I was just like, oh, of course they're going to do that. But when I actually saw that moment, like I cried. I yeah, was like, good. oh, you, you, you got me. I, I don't mind that we watched her character over the transition. I don't mind that she was the bridge. I don't mind that she was the bridge. I just feel it could have been handled better. Yeah. Like, I think, like, the idea of having somebody have to deal with a new doctor, we did the same thing with Billy Piper. Right. It's been done, and it's totally fine with it. I just think, like, with Billy Piper, it's handled really well, where it was just... Hey, I'm still me. Do you want to come? And she's well, like, and there's a- Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> yeah. And this one, it just it felt really like she was afraid of him for some reason. It was like oh, a really I totally get that though. Yeah. No, I mean because she went from a completely different vibe. Uh-huh. I mean, she and Matt Smith obviously had so much chemistry, and to be shocked into like all of a sudden this person that she was so comfortable and everything was so natural with them to suddenly be like. This is a total stranger. Yeah. The only thing. And so I also seems crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And who's like really aggressive and like looks angry. And I no longer feel like I think that this was her. He smiles angry too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This was her. her, I understand her being so scared because I think it was her finally really realizing what she had committed to. And like, like it's one thing to go off with like the you know the guy that looks like your cute boyfriend (laughs) yeah it's one thing to go off with tigger but to have tigger suddenly like turn into scar (laughs) you know like um, or at least mufasa yeah (laughs) these are like my favorite comparisons ever (laughs) the only thing though is that and again this is this would have been a fun way they could have gone with it is that um she should know that he she's the she's the girl that fell through his timeline so she actually should have taken it really well that's yep. true that's nah. the one thing about that and just the the point of this all is i don't need to see it again next year yeah yeah, no, yeah. yeah. well missy missy actually had a really good line about that um at some point where she was just like i don't remember what face they're all the doctor to me yeah and yeah. i felt like you didn't get that from clara and you should have yeah because yeah, she was supposedly met or seen all, all of them, them. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely um, including this one you would think Uh, All right, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit more episode-specific. And uh, we're going to either do a roundtable thing or just kind of go as we go, but I want to talk highs and lows. Like, where do we think, like, our best episode was and where do we think our lowest episode was? Who wants to go first? What was your best episode? Oh, I can can start with my my lowest episode. Okay, that'll work. Um, Sleep No More? Yeah. (laughs) Dear God. God, I I almost can't talk about it because it was one of the only ones that I only watched once. Like, when I was revisiting Mm -hmm. stuff for today, I didn't want to revisit that one. I um I disliked it in a way that I disliked in a previous season, I disliked the almost people. But then the almost people had like a purpose. The doppelganger. The, the doppelgangers. Yeah. I didn't okay. like that it one the off. first time around, yeah. but it paid off. And I kind of thought maybe this one was gonna have a similar payoff and it just didn't at all. It just didn't work at it felt all. Felt like me. fear it felt like fear her. To me, like really, yeah. early, like what was that? Well, it was trying to be. A, I just didn't. It did not resonate with me at all. It was trying to be a horror short story, but you, but with the same sort of like no closure that you can't do in a story like this. It's like okay, so that thing, that terrible thing that could just ruin the whole galaxy, just was loosened. Yeah. Like, still that's out gonna, there. The doctor's gonna have to deal with that, right? Now, like this is a big deal. Oh, we're going on. Yeah. Like it for a, a series that can have those horror stories in there. It did the wrong followed the wrong formula yeah it kind of felt like um uh with like a uh, silence in the library at least you mm-hmm. had like Vashon like okay yeah they're gonna kill everyone but 
he like that's a, that's a to, present threat. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he was, but he was able to save everyone, and then it had an ending. Like now they're they're on that planet. That's it. They're done. Like they're not mm-hmm. a pres- they're not a danger to anybody else. And this one, yeah, the eye booger monsters are out there, man. And if they're out there, really, and you just hit the nail on the, the head with the eye booger monsters. Yeah. So like I really, I think I could have handled the episode if it wasn't for the fact they basically said, "Oh yeah, it's the dust from your eye." Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like that was my honest. Re- I was like, gross. And then the whole found footage aspect of it really, like, yeah. it was already I didn't like the monster, and then the way they decided to shoot it, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, props to trying something new. It was a new. risk. Absolutely. It could have worked. Yeah, it could have been it, cool. But, I mean, I immediately turn off at found footage pretty much anything. So the idea of trying to do an episode after Who, I, I'm, I'm glad they tried something new. Don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, do something new, just not that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, they're going to listen to this podcast. And exactly. like, okay, nothing well, new ever Ryan again. Well, they, they <laughs> did even more fat forever. <laughs> well, they did something similar and better with the, the, the Doctor Who fan club back when Tenet, I forget what episode it was, where they had the group of people who were like hardcore fans. Yeah. And oh, it was another Tenet yeah. episode where he wasn't in there. Like, he wasn't in the episode for a long time. And they were just like a fan club, and they kind of had their own cameras, and they were... I thought oh. that was the uh, like the very end of it, like the one. Oh, maybe it may like have the been the very, end. very end of. Ten- I thought that's when he switched. Um, it was the beginning. Of no, it was uh, no, it was a whole episode. It was the Blob Monster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. the girl yeah. who plays yep. Moaning Myrtle. Yes, yeah. and she ended up, up in, in concrete. Like <laughs> yeah. well, I was thinking yeah. the old people who are looking after him. So they played no. some quirk on it, but oh, like yeah. when you have a found footage like this, and then you had a dark corridor, they couldn't play to any of the the, they couldn't play cleverly with the medium. Yeah. Because I don't, not, I don't actually hate found footage, and if it's done well, oh, it's neat, you know, whatever. It's very rarely done well. Very, very, right. But it's very rarely it's, done well, and yeah. it has to match what the show is. Yeah. And just there were a lot of things that didn't work in that, on a logical level. Right. But it definitely, I mean, but it, but I, I like the, that they took the risk, because they did the same thing with the like link, and some, it totally paid off. Yeah. And they did, like, the Dr. Light episode, and it was just like, oh, we're going to focus on this character no one's ever seen before, and yeah. the Doctor's pretty much not going to be in it. Um. Anybody else have an episode that was a least favorite that was not Sleep No More? That was going to be mine. <laughs> yeah. It's a rough one. Yes, I got it first. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, again, calling out the directors here, uh, Justin Monal, I can't pronounce your last name, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, Monal Tilikov. Uh, he really, I mean, I don't think he dropped the ball. It's Malotnikov. Is it? Oh. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at it. And I gave it a shot. Yeah, I think that sounds better than what I did. Igor. Say it fast. <laughs> yeah. um, fast and confident. Zygor. That episode yes. might have sucked, but then he followed up with Face the Raven, which was great. So. Oh, he did Face the Raven? Yeah, he did it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it, it might I think, have I think source was, material. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's the, the, the formulas that they all put together just don't work together. It's yeah. like trying to make a, a dish of some kind. I'm not a cook, so this is going to get really inaccurate <laughs> and then putting in weird ingredients and they just don't work out in the end well and it felt like sleep no more specifically to this season felt like uh and every season has one of those ones where it's like well we have a pile of doctor who scripts over here and we need 12 episodes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh that one Something we'll see how it works not a two-parter yeah cool. Something, like a standalone episode that's not going to like affect the yeah. the universe yeah. too yeah. aggressively it'll but then we'll make an impact but yeah. it'll fill an hour yep yeah and then we'll still make it affect the universe yeah. at the end yeah. like it's like they forgot yeah. yeah, I actually really like the metaphor of cooking because it's like sometimes you're gonna get peanut butter and ketchup, and sometimes <laughs> you're gonna get peanut butter and banana, and it's amazing. You yeah. know, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what we you're definitely, gonna get. We definitely aren't cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. I made some amazing scones last week. My toasted wow. peanut butter and banana sandwiches are incredible, sir. <laughs> Sandwich queen. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to best episode. If anyone has one specifically, I'm I'm stuck my, between three. My yeah. favorite this season was um heaven sent okay the second to last i just really you know i know it didn't have clara in it um i don't 
always it had mind. the back of her head. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always mind the Doctor Light or the Companion Light episode. Sometimes it gives us a great uh, a detail into the character, and I thought this one did. And I just was really into the vibe of the whole thing. I liked the monster. I liked the puzzle that we had to solve, mm-hmm. where he had to figure out. Uh, the clues and lead to the TARDIS. And then I just really loved the montage. I know it's kind of corny, but watching him punch the wall, get caught by the monster, crawl back from the regeneration chamber, do it again. That was really fun. And then the way it ended, I, I always love when the doctor gets a little threatening. Yeah. 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 I, I was stuck since you took that one. I'll, I'll say I, I like the the final Christmas episode. It was good a river too. Song. Yeah, uh, I am not one to cry at almost anything, and this one got a tear out of me. It was like, oh, it's so sad and sweet. And it was only when River Song was describing to everyone what it's like to love the Doctor. It's like, oh, you can uh, you can love a sunrise, but the sunrise doesn't love you back. Yeah, it's like that's oh, so brutal. That's, that's always their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's fucking rough, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was uh, she. She kind of had something like that in. Um, oh, I think it was uh, Angels in Manhattan, where it was she was talking to to Amy about the Doctor, and yeah. it's like you know he hates goodbyes. You can never let him see. You can't let him see how much it hurts you. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah. And really well handled yeah. in that episode specifically. Uh, Tom, do you have one? Uh, I mean, I did. I was gonna. Whoop, I was gonna say <laughs> heaven sent actually because yeah. I, I do really love that concept and the doctor just by himself and having to kind of come to terms with the person he's become. Mm-hmm. And, and specifically to heaven sent, it's like it feels like one of those episodes that could have been like um, I forget the name of the episode now, but it's with David Tennant where he's on a train the whole time and it was kind of boring. It was the one with the mummy. Uh, no, 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 that's, no, that's that Capaldi. Was no, with Tennant. <laughs> Uh, it was during um, it was during Catherine Tate season. It's really a forgettable midnight. Yes, that's not yes. That's actually one of my favorite episodes. Really? Well, that's the what I'm getting to is like it feels like an episode that could be kind of a filler episode just to get to the end, and it's really on the writers and directors to make it work. And I think with Heaven Sent specifically, more so than Midnight, uh, it really made it work. Well, they did some really interesting stylistic choices in the editing and at the yeah. end as well so yeah i, I, I don't re- really remember midnight but i'm pretty sure i'll remember heaven sent in a couple yeah. years so yeah. yeah if we had more time i'd want to find out why mario likes midnight so much but we don't have that much time uh, well mean, it, it almost takes unless what, you can say it really really fast it do almost Doctor does the, season three i don't <laughs> see what's unlikable about it i mean it's a bottle episode but it's a bottle episode that i think is really well acted and it's again something new why can't I Fair remember enough. this episode? Is that the one where they the like the thing comes in from outside and takes yes. over people? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're they're on a they bus on, on a bus. planet oh. where there's n- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I love that I one. Like yeah. that one too. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was just forgettable. Just, yeah, yeah, it's no, fine. It's, no, I thought it actually what I loved about that one was you you have no idea what the monster was. Yeah. You have never. zero right. clue. They it, never give, tell you. That's cool. I'll no give resolution in a good way. It was the eye monster. Oh god. Oh no. It learned how to knock. Uh, anyone else have a, a favorite one that is not one of the two that have been mentioned so far? I mean, I think the end of the season was just so strong. I mean, if since the other two have already, well, wait, I, I don't know. I no think, one's mentioned Hellbent, right? I was gonna the say finale? I actually really yeah, enjoyed Magician's Apprentice. I really enjoyed the first episode. That's I did too. I really, I really, yeah. I mean, overall as an episode, it wasn't my favorite, mm-hmm. but I think there were a lot of really, really good moments in there. I mean, you know, even yeah. just putting Missy aside and her relationship with the Doctor and her relationship with Clara the entire time, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, we hadn't really gotten to see like them being friendly, kind of, which was cool. But I also, um, I really loved just kind of how now I totally forgot my point uh, <laughs> I liked I liked him interacting with Davros that was interesting it was interesting was the thing I felt like that episode had a lot of things that you hadn't seen before 
where it was kind of like a lot of double crossing and you got to see a little of that cleverness at the very end where you think oh crap the doctor's been tricked into giving his you know regeneration energy and oh it was actually working against them because now he's gonna raise Daleks from the sewer yeah. but you know I, I thought that was I thought there were a lot of really kind of cool moments in that episode itself I'm gonna remember my original point in a second when everyone else is talking it well, was good because I think the important thing about that episode is it let at least me know that this season was gonna be good because mm-hmm. I was really disappointed in season eight so when yeah. I watched that episode I was like oh my god they actually kind of got their shit together Peter Capaldi feels like he's coming to his own as the doctor callbacks to old episodes mm-hmm. yeah it's good oh i remember what i was gonna say i knew so, i yes thank you very much <laughs> thank you so it was when clara was in the dalek which first of all i yes. thought was kind of an interesting callback to when you very very first meet her in the when so she's good. souffle girl and i was like oh cool hey they're doing it again yep. but what i loved was when uh missy was trying to get her to say all the phrases mm-hmm. and everything came out exterminate yep. even yeah. i love you came out exterminate well, and that I'm was like, the first thing that like, came out exterminate. oh my god i was like what if all this time they've been someone's been trying to say i love you you know right. like they just you just it was kind of just this mind screw of like they don't have words for concepts <laughs> so even if a dalek had somehow been able to feel these emotions you wouldn't know and you, yeah. you just i thought that was really cool i don't know if that was their intention but that's yeah. what i took from it i thought no, that was really there was cool very very cool moments in a good episode wasn't the best but yeah like the little moments in that thing were fantastic yeah well and thematically I, it set the scene for the like the season with macy yes. williams especially like should i help this person that i know is going to actually eventually you know be against me possibly yeah you know absolutely so uh does anybody else have a shout out for a uh, favorite episode I, I, the main reason I only really liked Girl Who Died was I thought, and I again, I really think they could have done more with this, and I think it was kind of a snap decision on the Doctor's uh, part of giving someone immortality. Yeah. That's huge. Like, he, he was really angry at Rose for inadvertently doing that with Jack Harkness. And was I kind of felt like the, him doing it with uh, Maisie Williams was just sort of a like, well, fuck it. And he kind of did go back to that later in the season, and I think he talks about it when he was just like, I just get angry at being told all these things that I can't do. And I was, I know this is the time I was just said, no, I'm going to do what I want to do and, and save this girl, even though it means her living forever. Um, it's just, it was, it was kind of a weird decision for him that I thought at the time when I was watching the episode. I agree. Uh, uh, but I liked where it turned out. So I don't yeah. yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I was cool with where it was yeah. going. I thought it was a good idea. You know, I thought it was an interesting idea, but I just, I would think it would be a little bit more last resort than it was than rather, Oh, she's already dead rather than letting her stay that way. We're going to fix her. You know, I would, if, if I just, it would have been nice if the stakes had been higher for him to do that. I, could agree. I get that. But I also think like that was the moment that we had the flashback to David Tennant. Um, that was when, if I remember correctly, um, he she dies, and then he flashes back to, oh my god, this is where I got my face. It's because I was meant to save people. I and now I have to go save someone. That okay. was how I read it. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Not oh, a specific okay. episode, but just I will like one like the end of the season made me feel like I was watching Doctor Who again. Right. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. Uh, and to that credit, which is why I wanted to bring up the directors, it's uh, Rachel Talalay. Mm-hmm. She did the end of last season and the end of this season. That's all she's done. Mm. Um, and I think she's done, she's really good at wrapping shit up, apparently. Yeah. Like she just kind of takes it and makes it work. Because I thought the end of season eight was w- the only time it really got good. Mm-hmm. And granted, this season was much better the whole way through, but I thought the ramp up at the end, she did both uh, Heaven Sent and Hell Bent. Oh. I was going to say, it was coming to like a three episode arc. Yeah. yeah. It was just it was so good. 
And like if you just look at like her career, like she's not just a nobody. She directed Tank Girls. She directed yeah. Wow. Uh, she going pro- back. Yeah, she produced Hairspray back in the eighties. Like oh, she's like legit. She and is. Now she's doing this, and it's it's kind of that's cool. awesome. I kind of hope she comes back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because. Yeah, why not? She's great. She also directs a lot of episodes of Arrow and Flash, if you guys watch that shit, which I do. Um, but it's cool. I like seeing people like that who are like really just like they love what they do and they do a great job with it. So, um, I want to bring up something if you don't uh, have anything else. Uh, we've been kind of loving on, on this season, I, th- I feel like, at the table, Ooh, so especially hard. compared to last season. But my question is, do we love this season because it's so much better than last season? Or it, would this season actually hold up to some of the best Eccleston, Tennant, and Smith seasons. I think the end of the season definitely holds up. I would agree with that. I would say pretty much from, I know I'm obviously a bigger fan of her than the rest of the table, but uh, from when Maisie Williams comes on through the end, I think it holds up with like the tennis season. Mm-hmm. Except for Sleep No More. Because I think yeah. that was well, Everybody had a bad yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Except I mean, Invasion of the Zygons wasn't amazing, yeah. but it was still better than a lot of episodes last season. Yeah. And I yeah. think it was better than... And the payoff with than, his speech about, yeah. about yeah. the whole war thing. Like, yeah. Exactly. With the, yeah, with the nightmare scenario boxes and, and everything. Like, yeah, the, it, that felt classic Doctor Who. I think in its moments... There was no win. I think in its moments it holds up. As far as episodes, to what you were saying earlier, Brian, is that the pacing is still odd. A little wonky. A little wonky. So I, I would say its yeah. moments are comparable to those to your question yeah. versus actual episodes. There's there's still not a, ooh, that episode other than Hel- uh, Heaven Sent, where it's like, cool, you've got the the one. But, like, yeah. Well, the, the reason that I would say it holds up is because, I mean, I go back to, like, Tenet at least before they took them all off of streaming, I go back rather frequently. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just kind of like throw mm-hmm. them on. Yeah. Yeah. But every yeah. now and then there's an episode I'm like, eh, whatever. But I'm always, they're always good enough to where I'm excited to watch the next one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and this season I think did that. Whereas last season, like when I got to the Robin Hood episode, I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll just watch it. I like, liked I'll, the Robin Hood I really, episode. I really did not like I that episode. I I'm the minority. I thought it was ridiculous and but, fun. You but know I would just let episodes build up and then I'd binge like three or four and then I'd let them yeah. build up. And then and this season, I, I mean, I waited to the end of it because I still so bitter from last season right. but had i been watching it i would have kept watching everyone because mm-hmm. it was still that level where it's like yeah this is good i'm yeah. entertained i yeah. i can't even not not even guess i can't even decide what i want the next companion to be me neither like, i can't imagine what my dream companion is at this point yeah i just a, a man for, honestly yeah it'd be cool to yeah. see that dynamic because we haven't seen it since rory and rory had the buffer of amy right yeah i i'm whatever it is i just hope that it's another episode or, be, or another uh relationship where we don't have to watch a love story i right. would also i would go back to um the very first doctor and do a, like a very young child it was like his granddaughter or something right oh, I she, was yeah. Young, yeah. She, was, she wasn't a child she was, no no she no was young adult young adult i yeah. think would be cool the next companion's Elder Selba. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! god. Uh, what if the next Doctor was Elder Selba? I would watch that. that. Yeah, a lot of people pitched that one. Yeah. Is it gonna be like the well, president? Are we gonna get a black man before we get a woman? <laughs> but I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm not against it either way. I don't care. I want to see what people come up with. I just. Yeah. I do think it'd be interesting either way because you you're gonna get, get totally different. Huh? You did get a female time lord, right? Oh, excuse I mean, me, time lady. Yeah, not everyone can afford the upgrade. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we thank you so much for that setup. That made me really happy. <laughs> we're definitely getting a female doctor in the near future. Whether right. it may not be the next one, but they are setting us up so hardcore for it. Um, I'm a little concerned about the new showrunner, especially in regards to the idea that we, he will probably be in charge of a woman 
doctor of a female doctor because he is the uh, he was the showrunner for all of the epi- all the seasons of Torchwood I didn't like oh. with a female lead that I thought was so poorly done. Mm. Um, I I greatly disliked the character of Gwen in Torchwood, and um, and so it really I'm not I'm worried. Hmm. When when I found out that he had directed Torchwood, I was like. Well, maybe it was Children of Earth. And the, nope, nope, it wasn't. Okay. Mm. Um, also, I mean, even with Broadchurch, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for this. I liked Broadchurch. I also thought, though, that the female lead in Broadchurch was really awful. Hmm. Uh, no. We've been talking for almost an hour at this point. I feel like I need to to wrap this thing up. Although quotes. clearly we could keep going for days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're going to move into quotes. I guarantee you I'm someone's picked first. mine. Because I might have picked yours. You totally. <laughs> I know it's you picked the, mine. The last episode. No, it's not. All right, <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Um, you want to go? No, go ahead. You just said you're gonna go no, first. No, you're Don't back down. Then you, you breathe it in like you were gonna. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> mine is from the last episode. Uh, it is just a kind of a little quip, but I fucking love puns. Uh, <laughs> Clara goes, "You've been traveling," and he goes, "From time to time." <laughs> yeah. Fine, I'm gonna go then. Okay. Uh, mine's from the first episode. He's the doctor. He fell into a nest of vampire monkeys. But that's a different story. <laughs> that's a good one. Yep. Uh, I, I think mine's from, it's either the girl who lived or the woman who died, whatever that, that is. But it's, um, oh, it's the first one. So a shielder goes, you think they're all idiots, don't you? And the doctor goes, what? You mean the rest of the universe? Basically, yes, I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. I couldn't decide. I, I mean, I have, yeah. Well, you get one first. Read one. You get and one. Then if, yeah. if somebody uh, takes the other one, you can read it. Okay. Listen, greedy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll go back. Um, I I think mine was, it was a quote from Missy. I think it was the first episode. She's talking to Clara. And I don't remember what Clara says to her that prompts this, but something about like, you know, are you in love with the doctor? And Missy says, try to rise above the reproductive frenzy of your noisy little food chain and contemplate friendship. <laughs> yeah. I do. I remember. It was I a really that. good love line. That. Yeah. It was lines like that that made me just love Missy throughout the whole thing. So and good. on top of that, it also sort of summed up this, the relationship between Clara and the doctor too, you know, mm-hmm. like th- this is a season, this relationship, this doctor and uh, companion, this is about friendship now. And I like that a lot. Like, Clara can't contemplate anyone else having the relationship with the doctor that she does. Yeah. Yeah. I love okay. that line. Gentlemen. I guess I'll go. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just like this. It's just kind of philosophical. Just uh, everything ever told really happens. Stories are where memories go when they're forgotten. That was a good mm-hmm. that, was, that was the second choice for me. I love that yeah. one. Yeah. Because I've always thought that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the one in um, the, the last episode, uh, the Christmas special with River Song. And she is telling everyone to shut up, essentially. If either of you ever use my name again, I'll remove your organs in alphabetical order. And the doctor goes, well, which alphabet? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was oh, clever. That's good. Did we get your other we one? No, you didn't. You want to come Wait, back? And the other one was, and this is just for, just for the feels, because I don't think it was a good line in itself. Um, <laughs> but at the end, when, when Clara leaves him the message, run, you clever boy, and be a doctor. Uh, I oh, did yeah. like Because he one. can't remember her, so he can't yeah. run remember me but i like that we brought it all back to souffle girl yeah it was yeah. really well done yeah i have one more and go this for is it just go like a random it. like quip one we're not doing uh, in, in heaven today, sent. So go for it. hey sweet in heaven sent and he just he's talking to himself and he's like i have flowers i hate gardening it's dictatorship for inadequates <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh, that's that was so, so fun <laughs> uh so with that i'm gonna bring today's episode to a close 
because uh, I don't think there's. I'm not doing a review system for an entire season of a show. That'd be a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so, related to another season. Yeah. So we're yeah. just gonna skip that entirely today. I don't know. I have a pretty uh, good one. Go for it. Com- can- compare it to a companion. Oh, I do like oh. that. Fuck it. We're doing the review system. <laughs> All right. And you get to pick a companion. That's going to be tough. Martha Jones. Okay. Yep. Not my favorite. Did a good job. I'm going to go with K9. Nice. Uh, <laughs> she was a good companion. Uh, because it always makes me excited to see it, but it has some problems. Yeah. That's a great one. All right. I'll go next. Uh, Rory. Okay. Seem, yeah. seem doesn't make sense at first, and then he comes through in the end. Awesome. And he <laughs> waits a very long time. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'll go with uh, Rose's mom. Uh, yes, because <laughs> uh, it... actually, I, 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 to be honest, I liked her better than I liked this season. That's kind of why I stumbled over myself for a second. No, Rose's but mom, oh, it was solid. Fuck, she was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was I, solid, a little different, and uh, they experimented. I yeah, 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 yeah. I like all of your answers. Yeah, can I just? I know, just no. Like, you have to pick left? your own. That's who's the left? problem. Mickey? Was yeah, yeah. fifty yeah. years of TV. Mickey's left. You can pick old ones. I mean, K nine was from the old Yeah, I mean, he came back. He was in the Sarah Jane Chronicles. Yeah. And she got brought back too. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. No oh, one's mentioned was, her. That was a great episode. She's it's too good. Sarah, you can't yeah, mention her. <laughs> and I was like, you can't compare it to Sarah Jane. No, it's true. Um, you guys took all of them. Mickey, I, I don't know. No, Mickey's I, a good one. Mickey's, Mickey's a good one. Yeah. Mickey works. I'll take Mickey. Not sure why, but I'll take Mickey. Because I got to eat my garbage can. Yeah. That was honestly the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can I work that in somehow? Yeah. He was also fake for a while. Um... God, of course I have to be last. Um, so so R- Rose, <laughs> Martha, and Amy are all too good. Or Rose, um, yeah. Donna, and Amy are all too good to compare this yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely they are. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, definitely say Jack Harkness. Yeah, Jack Harkness. Jack? Oh, you yeah. can make that work. You could make absolutely. You could totally make Jack Harkness work. work. Yeah, could. I mean, okay. If, <laughs> no, I, I guess that that's true, even though I... I guess I do. I like the season a lot, and I like Jack a lot, and there was also a lot of like playing with immortality. So sure, yeah. yeah. Not, it wasn't as charming as Jack. No. no, and it definitely wasn't as flirty as Jack, except no. for maybe the first two episodes. Although they did bring up Jack in a very fun way, which is like, oh, like Jack Harkness. You'll meet him later. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that. You'll get into it. Yeah. You'll meet him. Yeah. Oh uh, God, I want. I do want that. I want. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see me and Jack Harkness, and yeah. I mean that in all connotations. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so with that, I'll bring the episode to a close okay. yet again. So, once again, thank you to Mari for coming out. Good to be here. Michelle. <laughs> thank you. Tom. Thanks, you. And John. <laughs> okay, bye. 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 bye.